Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It's, uh, it's amazing how real it is, the effect of the condition of your spirit on everything else in your life. Uh, if your spirit is weak, then everything just seems so daunting and so hard and so far out of reach and touch. And even little problems just seem overwhelming. But when your spirit gets built up and gets strong, what used to seem impossible seems reachable, <laughs> doable. And what used to just knock you down and depress you, doesn't even phase you when your spirit gets stronger. Uh, Proverbs says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him, the Amplified says, even in bodily pain and trouble. So if you've uh, had challenges and, and just failed to reach goals or failed to accomplish what you know you need to do or should do or, or changes, you just keep giving in to the same flesh thing or you just keep coming short. What you need is your spirit built up. And, and that, that's accompanied by your faith coming up. And when your spirit is stronger and your faith gets higher, then you can uh, put the flesh down that you hadn't been able to control before. You can say no to temptations that you hadn't resisted before. You can receive what seemed too hard to receive before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So get your Bible. Get uh, something to make a note with. Come on into the class. We saved you a seat right here. I want to make sure I can see you close and look in your eyes and see where your faith gauge is. If you're, if you're coming up, you're getting higher, getting stronger. So come on in. Come on in. Father, all of us agree together as touching this and asking for the anointing, for the utterance, for the direction, for the guidance. You know precisely what we need today, and we ask for that, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you look please in the scripture to in the book of John and also in the book of Luke? We'll look at John 18 and then in Luke 22. At our 20th individual account of healing, which is the healing of uh, Malchus uh, and the healing of his ear. In John 18 and 10, when they came to, uh, to take Jesus, uh, Simon Peter, verse 10, had a sword and he drew it and he smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. 
And John is the only one, Spirit of God through him, that tells us which disciple it was that was swinging the sword and who the, the servant was whose ear got cut. Malchus, and, and detail that it was his right ear. And then said Jesus to Peter, put up your sword into the sheath, the cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? And so we saw already in Luke, uh, the, the 22nd chapter, one reason why Peter and the others would have been the same inclination. He had told them that if they didn't have a sword to get one. Jesus told them that. And so they said, well, we've got two right here. And he said, well, that's enough. And so, you know, I'm sure, you know, with that, they're thinking, okay, well, we better keep these things handy and, and be ready. And so when they came to take Jesus, well, Peter grabbed the sword and started to fight. And so then Jesus said, uh, put up that sword and this cup my father's given me, shall I not drink it? And then the band and captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first. He was father-in-law to Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Go back to the 22nd chapter of Luke. Let's read Luke's account. Luke 22. And verse 49, Luke twenty-two forty-nine. When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said to him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? Again, he had just told them back in verse 36, if they didn't have a sword, to buy one. And so that's why they're thinking this way. Okay, Lord, we got the swords. Uh, shall, shall we fight? Shall we strike? And then Peter didn't, didn't wait. Uh, one of them, we know John said it was Peter, smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. Like I said uh, earlier, a lot of your modern translations, they really get carried away with that phrase and you should not just believe everything you read. Look the words up. The best I can ascertain is that you, we might say today in our vernacular, that's enough. Suffer ye thus far. We don't speak exactly like that today. That's enough, Jesus said. And of course, put yourself in the situation. It's dark. This situation is about to get out of hand. Can you see that? Uh, you know, the sword was an equivalent to what we have, handgun today. And when one shot is fired and somebody's been hit and a bunch of people are armed, what's about to happen here? Can you see this? This is about to, to blow up. And Jesus said, that's enough. Put your sword up. And that would have shocked the disciples. Because they were like, well, he said, get a sword. You know, and well, what are we going to do? And then uh, he reached and touched uh, the servant's ear. So, so put yourself there. It's dark. And I'm sure that Malchus wasn't quiet when his ear got sliced off, right? Because that would hurt. And he's got blood. There's blood. And uh, it said they cut, it cut his ear off. So 
I'm either it was, you know, hanging down with a piece of skin or it was off on the ground somewhere. I don't know, but it's uh, it's a blow to the head with a blade. And so Jesus reaches over and takes his ear and I guess puts it back where it's supposed to be. And just like that, his ear is healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Completely regenerated, completely restored from the damage that was done by the blow, by the, by the sword. How many believe the Bible is true and right and this actually happened? Then what are we, why is it recorded? Why is it recorded? Well, one thing is you, you, you have to, it reminds me of the very first account we studied, which was the healing of the leper. And in that first account, Matthew, Mark, both talked about this, Luke too. He said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. And, and that's this, to this day. People, church going people all over, that's how they pray about healing. Lord, I know you can do it if it be thy will. And Jesus immediately reached and touched that man, that leper, and said, I will be healed. And immediately he was cleansed. And so the, it's the question of the will of God. Is it God's will for you to be healed? And if you, if you don't get that question answered, you cannot have faith for healing. Cannot. Now people say, well, I, I think maybe I can't. No, you cannot. If you think you can, you don't understand faith. You have to know if something's the will of God before you're going to reach out and lay hold of it in confidence and receive it. You've got to get that settled. And so the question comes, well, is it God's will for me to be healed? And some people say, well, it's obviously not God's will for everybody to be healed or they'd be healed. Well, you could say the same thing about people being born again. You could say, well, it's obviously not God's will for everybody to be born again because they're not all born again. Billions are not. That'd be wrong. That'd be wrong. Whether people receive something or not doesn't prove the will of God. It's not His will that any should perish. Is that true? That's, right. that's, that's what in the book of Peter. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so the reason everybody's not saved, everybody's not born again, is because not everyone, not everyone believes it. Not everyone uh, will receive Jesus as their Lord. And the same thing is true with healing. It is God's will that we be healed. Why would the Lord do this? Minister healing here in the middle of this to that man. This man, it wasn't his faith. Is that right? Uh-uh. They're not, Jesus is not having a healing meeting here in, in, in the middle of the night in, in the garden here. This is a tense situation, armed people and now there is uh, the start of a fight and there's blood. And Jesus reaches up and, and touches his ear and his head and ministers healing to him. 
So this was a manifestation of the Spirit. Nothing says, you won't find the phrase here that he's told Malchus, your faith made you whole. (laughs) Because it didn't. Malchus came there as part of the group to arrest him, not to get healed. And he's not hearing anything that would give him faith. Jesus is not teaching and preaching and, and he's not hearing the good news. So this wasn't Malchus' faith at all. But the Spirit of God in Jesus prompted him to do that. In 1 Corinthians you know, 12, we see the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit included in them are gifts of healings and, and special faith and working of miracles. And the Spirit of God prompted him to do that. And one reason I can see is that you still got people all over the place today saying, well, I just don't know, you know, if, if, if I've been good enough to be healed or I just, you know, I've made so many mistakes and, and I just don't know that, that I deserve to be healed. Let me help you with that. You don't. You don't. You don't deserve to be healed and you haven't been good enough to earn and merit healing, but he bought and paid for it and gave it to you anyway. Oh, come on. Can you see that? And he demonstrates the grace and mercy by ministering healing to his enemy. Can you see that? This man came there in opposition against him to arrest him, to get physical, to get violent if need be, to fight, to hurt the apostles and disciples or hurt Jesus. They they came there for business. And Jesus ministers healing and restoration to him. Can you say amen? Amen. Look with me in the book of Romans. Romans, the uh, eighth chapter, I believe. No, excuse me, the fifth chapter first. Romans 5. Romans 5. Let's answer the question, who will God heal? (laughs) Right? Let's answer, who will God heal? In Romans 5 and 6. He said, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the good ones. (laughs) Huh? Class, are you all away? You better check up on me, make sure I I get this right. (laughs) Christ died for what? The, for who? The ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the price for you, not when you were serving him, before you ever knew him, before you were ever inclined to care about him or do anything for him. He loved you and paid the price for you and I when we were yet sinners. Isn't that right? While we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. Verse 9, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What is he saying? If he would do that for you when you were ungodly and sinner, how much more is he going to do for you that now that you're his child, that you love him, you're not opposing him, you're not fighting him? Verse 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. People will say, well, I just don't know if I've been good enough or, or if I deserve it. Well, would you call yourself the enemy of God? People wouldn't do that, would they? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not the enemy of God. The Lord healed his enemy. Oh, come on, can you see that? And then he won't heal you. It's not his will to heal you, his child that he loves, that he bought and paid for. Who will God heal? Who? Just about anybody that will stand still. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Brother Green? Who, whoever won't resist it, who won't deny it, think about it. This man standing there, and you know, uh, he probably was cussing. I mean, these are not, you know, spiritual men. These are somebody that believes all the junk that the Pharisees and, and leaders of the Jews that are completely opposed to Jesus, they're willing to lie. They're willing to murder. They're willing to steal. They're willing to misrepresent. They're willing to twist the scriptures. That's the kind of folks these are. And he's come there. Yeah, we're going to teach that, you know, that, that preacher and... and we're going to straighten this thing out. And next thing you know, he's bleeding all over the place. And, uh, and Jesus said, that, that's enough. That's enough. Peter, put your sword up. So Peter does. And they're standing there. It was tense. I mean, everybody's ready to jump everybody else and start swinging. And, 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 and he reaches over. And I don't know if he had to pick the ear up off the ground. I don't know. But... He puts that ear on, and I'm, I'm sure he got it on straight, because you know it wouldn't have looked right if it was if it was not straight. And he and he put it on, and just like that, the anointing went into his ear and his head. And I mean, it it re, it was dark, so you probably couldn't have seen it, but it regenerated all around where the uh, where the incision was, where the the cut was. It regenerated that tissue uh, faster than I'm trying to explain it, and it was healed. Mm -hmm. And he's got blood still probably on his face and neck, but there's no cut. Mm -hmm. There's no, no place there. Hallelujah. Who will God heal? He heals his enemies. Mm -hmm. Right? Hallelujah. What? Will God heal? There's something interesting, even in the Amplified, it says when it, that, it, that it was his, uh, that he cut off his ear. The Greek means little, little ear. 
And uh, so either uh, they just sliced off part of the ear, the little part or the lobe, or it's just referring to the whole ear as little comparative to the rest of the body. What are you saying? Who will God heal? He'll, he'll heal anybody. Well, it's, who will he save? Huh? God so loved the world, right, that he gave Jesus that whosoever. So that's the answer to the question, right? 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 Who will he save? Whosoever that will believe. And we say, well, who will he heal? Well, see, healing's a part of salvation. It was accomplished in the same death, burial, and resurrection, so it's the same answer. Who will he deliver? Who will he heal? Who will he restore? Whosoever that will quit fighting him and quit, right? Quit doubting and quit refusing. Just stand still for a minute, right? And, and, and quit swinging your sword. Just, just stand still for a minute. Let him minister to you. Who will God heal? Even his enemies. What will God heal? The smallest thing. Right? Don't, don't you like that, that phrase? Little. Literally, it says little ear. Or earlet. Earlet is an accurate word. Now, exactly what does that mean? Because it said he cut off the ear. But it could have meant... Cut off, cut off the little ear or cut off the earlet. So it could have been as simple as the earlobe. Because it it's, it's, it's emphasizing that it was a small thing. You can live without an ear. <laughs> right? And you might think, well, hey, serves you right. Come out there, right? Trying to take Jesus trying to hurt the disciples. Maybe you remember when you reach over to scratch and ain't nothing there that you, that you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be against God or, or fighting the ministry. No, no, the Lord doesn't want it that way. I said he doesn't want it that way. What will God heal? He will heal the little earlet. He will heal your earlobe. Oh, come on, did y'all? Did y'all see that? What will God heal? He will heal the top part of your little toenail on your left foot. Is that right? He will heal the bottom of your earlobe on your right ear. He will heal anything that you will let him heal. Anything that you will believe him to heal. Anything that you will receive from him. You have not because you didn't ask, because you didn't reach out, because you didn't didn't receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What will he heal? Will he heal an upset stomach? He will. He will. Will he heal a headache? He will. A ear ringing in the ears? He will heal. A ringing in the ear? A toothache? He will hear a sore finger? A, A stiff joint? Clash, do y'all believe it? He'll heal. Right now, just close your eyes and and reach up your hands. Father, What I I ask you to work miracles in the class and in the large class. Everybody watching, everybody listening that will receive from you, stomach aches, be healed. Ear aches, be healed. 
sore throats, be healed. Uh, uh, kidneys, be healed. Uh, stiffness in the neck, be loosed and be healed. Little things and big things, little things, be healed. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, be healed, be restored, be made complete in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody say, I receive it. I, I, receive, it. I receive it. I receive healing for every little thing. Hallelujah. Come on, say it again. I receive healing for every little thing. Every little thing. Hallelujah. And of course, if he'll heal little things, he'd for sure heal big things. Right? You, you can live without an ear. But he didn't want him to live without his ear. Or even his earlobe. His earlet. Whatever that that was little, it said. So he wanted the man to not be lacking anything because of an encounter with him that didn't go right. Even though it's their fault for, you know, pushing this thing and pressing this thing like this. And, you know, if his man, Peter, was too quick on the draw, he didn't want the guy to be missing anything because of that. And the Spirit of God prompted Jesus to minister to him like that, and he did. And one thing I want us to get into, and perhaps we'll look more at this in the next class, but what actually did that work? What caused that to happen? Because the Scripture talks about us having faith in the power of God. Think about what happened with that ear. If you had, uh, if they had rushed that guy to the ER <laughs> with the ear or the earlobe, whatever it was, the little part, and they had sewn it back on expertly, then with the proper care and treatment, salve and keeping it clean and whatever, in how, how long? it would have begun to recover. And that's healing. And God put that healing in the body. But that's not what happened here. This was supercharged <laughs> healing. Come on, can you see that? This, this, was, uh, this was five times, ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times the level of healing that you would normal, normally see. And just like that, his ear completely regenerated all the way around. Reckon the Lord's still doing things like that today. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. His will does not change. His ways don't change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say it out loud again. I receive healing. I receive healing. For every little thing. For every little thing. Praise God. Our time's up today. But uh, I'm confident that great things are happening here and there. Uh, you need to come back tomorrow because there's a lot more we need to learn about this regenerative healing power. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
We'll see you again soon, right back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 